1: Welcome to Jackass. We're on a path of destruction through every single episode of Jackass.
0: We're just three lifelong fans of Jackass, reliving the belly laughs, bad ideas, and broken bones. Today on the show, we're watching episode number one, which premiered on October 1st, 2000. Hmm. And you know what? There's a very fun fact about that day. Oh, really? Okay. In Toronto, Ontario, it was a balmy 56 degrees in a mixture of sun and clouds. Oh, that's was, that's your on this day? That's what you're bringing to the well, table? You guys said to make a fun fact. Okay. Am a fun fact? I- <laughs> Dude, okay, usually an on this day is a history of. Now you've kind of just <laughs> limited the audience to just a couple people in Toronto. Okay,
1: I'll work better on the next one. Yeah. yeah, okay, yeah, okay. we'll get back, the back one. to you next work, time. work on the next one. That's all right.
0: We're a show with the production qualities of the show Jackass, especially in the early seasons. Pretty much, baby, pretty much. I thought I was here to have fun. You guys are just busting my chops.
1: <laughs> We're going to jump right into the episode. Uh, this is episode one, so this is like... I mean, this was the first episode I remember ever seeing on TV of Jackass. I caught it right at the start of the run. What was your experience with this show? Like, what was your first impression, first thing hearing or seeing of Jackass?
0: Like, this was a legend around this, the playground back in the day when I was watching it. I remember it was just this this thing of like, hey, did you see that that clip where a guy got Hazard, where a guy got pepper sprayed. Like it was it was such a foreign concept at that point that as soon as I was able to finally find it on TV, it was just absolutely life-changing. Uh, and I don't think this as a as a show and as a property has ever left me in that sense. It's always been an influence. And uh it's it's strange to think that there was once a before and an after when it comes to jackass. Chris, what about you? Yeah, I was a kid, I was huge into skateboarding when I was younger. I think I was in about grade five or six. And I got a copy of Big Brother magazine. When you were five or six, was it balmy in Toronto? (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyways, yes, I got this copy of the Big Brother magazine. When I was looking into it, you see the actual stunt that we'll be talking about later in this episode, the self-defense stunt with Johnny Knoxville. I had no idea what this was about. I thought I bought a skateboard magazine. My mom especially thought she bought me a skateboard magazine. (laughs) It's a magazine I've actually read cover to cover so many times because of like the porn that's in there (laughs) the the stunts all this crazy stuff steve-o i believe was doing the backflip with like uh the fire blast Mm -hmm. and johnny knoxville did that whole self-defense thing and from that moment on i was like i gotta track this thing down so when it actually came out I already saw the the pictures of the actual stunt but i never actually seen it in live footage yeah and, in in glorious uh not quite high definition I, this was like like <laughs> 120 i like remember yeah, when there was like three, I and the, like interlaced yeah four three yeah <laughs> and just like Zack and snyder intended four three i don't know if you guys have seen the snyder cut yeah no, but uh, don't if up. you have <laughs> 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 um so here's here's something also just off the bat that we we should probably get out there uh uh you jay are not with us right now but uh me mikey and chris are actually brothers so when he mentioned his mom buying him a uh, skateboard magazine she bought me the same one and forced me to read it it was actually pretty strange she was like pay it pay close attention to the spreads and i didn't know what that meant at the time
1: he spent a lot of <laughs> days in his bedroom
0: i did i did uh, Michael, and, go and to uh, your room
1: go to your room and finish reading your porn god damn it i i couldn't wait to be told to do that <laughs> that's why you're so fucked up right <laughs> that's one of the
0: reasons yeah <laughs> And another reason I think would be Jackass is legitimately one of the reasons. Like, what? One of the things I can't wait to uh, to get into is like how much this show influenced me. And I'm assuming you guys, oh yeah, without me even realizing it, going back and watching this from episode one has been so eye opening. Like little things where I'm like, oh right, that was a a moment or a, a culture uh, of cultural significance. Only because of Jackass. And the parents at that time must have fucking hated us. Pay close attention as we go through the first few episodes at the reactions to people who watch these pranks go on because they had never seen anything like it before. Nowadays, you just assume everyone's filming a TikTok. This is like pure organic can only ever exist in this form at that point in time.
1: You very much take it for granted because you look at this stuff and you realize that the people, the bystanders, I get the most, like the biggest kick watching the people on the street because this is not normal for their day today this is pre-youtube <laughs> and shit like people yeah. don't see uh you know a big husky dude chasing a little person in matching underwear down the street if right. you were sitting mm-hmm. at a restaurant out on the patio and you saw that you would lose your shit you tell all your friends about that you'd be on your your flip cell phone you know you'd get that shit out and call somebody but that you, motorola razor that baby. razor how, baby. how many
0: people like you how many don't see people it. to this day do you think saw this never like you see some people that you could tell just didn't really watch MTV or anything like that that had to be involved in some of these things. Yeah. To this day, do you think they sit there and tell this story not realizing that they were actually part of something this big? Oh, that's a great question. I think there's a there's a healthy mix of both, I would say. There's <laughs> gotta be those people who are just like, Yeah, and one day, uh I, I I was at a gas station and someone popped out of the trunk of a car <laughs> and ran down the street and it was naked. And I swear to god, I called the cops and like like I And everyone doesn't believe the guy yeah. like, Oh yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah, but right. it's yeah. another one of your lies, eh? Jay, why don't we? Why don't you take us through? You're going to be kind of our tour guide, I think, for this episode, right? Maybe we can uh, we we can get. Actually, did you tell us your your first experience with with Jackass? Oh
1: well, yeah, I'll give you I'll give you a quick rundown. We'll jump right into it. I think people are ready to hear about episode one. But uh, basically, short and sweet, I found out about Jackass very much through like the skate culture, which is something you guys brought mm. up. And I actually forgot how ingrained the skate culture is in these videos. Like you see a lot of just you know. Shit that would exist in a skate video at the time. You know, punk rock music, uh, just like clips of guys doing tricks and shit. It's, it's super cool, but I was very much a poser. I'm just going to say it straight up. I was not a good skater. <laughs> I couldn't fucking do shit. I could ride a board around, but that was, that was about it. There's guys who were a lot better than me growing up, but I really loved video games. You and Mikey would have been good I, would, I could play the yeah. shit out of Tony Hawk. You know, I, that's yeah. that self masturbatory uh, experience of look how good I am at this thing. You know, like I was good at that. I just love punk music. I've been playing guitar since I was a kid. So it was just everything around Jackass was totally it just spoke to me. Right. Um, and yeah, this was one of the first episodes I saw. I don't remember if it was original run or, in you know, reruns. But uh, yeah, just from that point on, I was a fan. My brother's uh, my older brother. He's always been a fan and he really got me into it as well. So um, it's just been in the family, you know, and it's something that there'll never be anything like it again. You know, and you'll see that yep. you'll see that as we go through episode to episode. I don't think this is something that can exist the way it did then. Um, it's it's very much a time capsule. It's a very special thing to all of us. So I say, let's fucking jump right in, boys. Episode one. What let's do, you do it? it. Let's do
0: it. Let's let's shoot ourselves out of a cannon straight into this episode. Ooh, what a sanguine. <laughs> Hi, I'm Johnny Knoxville. Welcome to Jackass.
1: This is the first time those words have been uttered. Shoots out of a cannon into just like a suspended um, kind of a rope net, but. I got to say, that was a little underwhelming. Did you guys feel the same way? Well,
0: here's here's the struggle I think we're going to be dealing with for the first few episodes, maybe even the first season. Honestly, maybe the entire show is that the, the, the barometer for what is extreme has changed so much. And especially in the earlier episodes, I feel like the things that really got the show attention were the creativity like it was the creative elements of the pranks that got people paying attention not necessarily the the injuries or at least in the mainstream so yeah i watch this now and i'm like dude shot himself out of a, a cannon i've seen that a million times at all the different circuses i used yeah, to go yeah. to yeah our uh, family friend owned the circus that's a true story <laughs> <That's> <laughs> really dead serious yeah, yeah, dead serious our family friend owned the circus we were at the circus of the skydome every yeah. single year for free riding all the elephants Wait, like how all old were you seeing the this, money
1: bang what's going on forever
0: oh man (laughs) yeah dating back to when we were super super young i remember our parents would take us they'd they'd uh pack the car uh full of uh people family and friends on on those balmy summer days in toronto that my brother (laughs) loved so much take us over to the skydome and watch the circus shout out to chooch Chooch. and the the garden Brothers circus (laughs) yeah
1: so uh we, we let's just say you boys met the bearded lady if you know what i'm saying
0: Oh, oh, uh, behind closed curtains. Indeed, we did. Uh, She let me into her three-ring circus, if if you know what I mean. (laughs) Me too.
1: (laughs) We hit that theme music and we hit it hard. Flag of America. (laughs) Jackass logo superimposed over top. And you get a quick montage of stunts and scenes you're going to see throughout this season. My favorite being the one at the end where Johnny Knoxville yells at the cameraman to... Come watch my
0: back! that is ingrained in us yeah. Yeah. yeah come wash my back i remember yeah yeah that was uh, that was uh, almost like a sense memory hearing him say that
1: <laughs> and here we go stunt number one we jump right in to johnny knoxville and the fake hard-on oh this is hard
0: fake hard-on do you think there was a moment in this sketch where it wasn't so fake like did he try to like amp himself up a little bit was it always going to be that he had a dildo in i or was he like maybe we'll get aroused. Who knows?
1: Yeah, who knows? man. I think, like, Everyone's if this blessed. was jackass yeah. <laughs> in modern day, the thing would have been just, let's overdose on Viagra and then do the stuff. Yeah. but they hadn't really gotten True. to that. They're not at that level of extreme yet. We're, the, the meter's still a little low. We're, we're still in the green right now. But uh, he straps on this fake dildo, pair of pants over top, and it's just he's basically just going around um, pretending to have a huge erection and do various things.
0: Yeah, it's very... I mean, you, I, I kind of got this sense, again, from the first few episodes, that a lot more effort was put into the idea as opposed to the uh, implementation of the idea. So like whereas in the first episode of the first season of Jackass, he puts on a dildo and they just kind of like let him go but i feel like later on there's a lot more planning into the types of situations you want to put someone in i'll I'll compare this directly to like in the movie when he's the old man with the hanging nutsack it's like you know getting him to climb up ladders getting like people to support him like making sure that not only is the idea good but the 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 situations that they put themselves in are great you say that but there's there's also a certain thing i noticed it seems like it's more planned than you think for example when he's doing the in the karate situation oh yeah 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 yeah. black fanny pack yeah, kind of looks like a black belt or oh. like a loser's black belt so he's rolling up on them and they see this black belt from a distance they realize <laughs> it's just a fanny pack <laughs> and then he's keeping it going from there which I thought was absolutely hilarious and whether it's a coincidence or not I, I don't know that would kill me. Did do, you, you guys, do you guys have a favorite moment from this one?
1: Um, I was going to say this is probably my collection of favorite moments did you guys catch the like terrible puns that Johnny's uttering the whole time like he's lifting oh, yeah. weights this is really hard like he's just fucking. he's, <laughs> yeah, he's hamming he's got- it up Johnny Johnny
0: has not yet. I'm a bonehead when it comes to these things. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Johnny has not yet become the Johnny that we know him to be. But he does have a line in this. My favorite moment from this is kind of a throwaway. He posts up, shoots a tray. And then says to the guy guarding him, what up, bitch, (laughs) how how do you, how do you go home and face your wife after that happens? Like, like, I'm sorry, but that is the end of your day. You go home, you go to bed, you take a shower and you hope that that never happens to you ever again. (laughs) Guys, I I wanted to bring something up on the podcast and I was actually waiting for like the perfect moment to do so. I think it's a really important question who's got the biggest hog out of the jackass boys. <laughs> this is oh, what you man. were waiting for. I mean, what, what better time than now, right? We're talking about boners. So who's got the biggest hog? Well, thir- 30% of our listeners tuned in just for this question. I'm pretty sure. And, and listen, how about this as a commitment. We will find out by the end of this podcast, life cycle empirically. Who has the largest dick of the <laughs> we Jackass? We could do it team? like yeah. in um, in Ace Ventura when he's trying to get the ring and he's getting punched oh, in the face. <laughs> so we just gotta catch him in the bathroom in weird places.
1: <laughs> well, Mikey, you I'm said a... you said thirty percent. Speaking of thirty percent, I think we've all probably seen thirty percent of the wieners in this cast. Like, I mean, you watch ahead far enough, you're gonna see a lot of dick in Jackass. It's yeah, inevitable, people. Mainly Pontius's. Yeah. I, I think Pontius has gotta be... go to for sure. Yeah. I, I, this stunt. Uh, It's a good way to open the show, I think, because if you hadn't heard of Jackass, it's just like, really, this is on TV? What the fuck? Because like, you wouldn't have saw anything like this in the year two thousand, really. Like, this was pretty bizarre. Uh, I I remember getting a huge kick out of this. My thirteen year old self, or whatever I was at the time, like, I would have, I would have loved this. I probably would have been laughing the whole time. Now as an adult, I think it's kind of it's watered down a little bit more because you've seen so much more and more intense things from these guys. But it's still it's. It's a fun time. I agree. I
0: think it's 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 one of those things where, you know, they made dick jokes and fart jokes and shit jokes funny again on Jackass. And and there's a, a balance, I think, that I'm walk walking when I'm rewatching all these to be like, am I in love with the purity of it, like the simplicity of it? Or do I get a little bit bogged down because I want to see something more creative? And that's yeah. kind of that tightrope that I'm going to be walking. Yeah. Um, but do you guys want, I, what, what I, I think what we should do is for the main sketches or stunts that we see, we rate them out of 10 and we can kind of keep a running total of some of our favorites yeah Uh, I'd love to rate this one out of 10 this one to me is a straight shot down the middle of a 5 out of 10 it's a good idea it doesn't pay off as much as you might want it to but uh, I think it gets a little bit more credit I I would say 5 to me is like good is average not like a it not not like a pass fail grade but I'm giving this one a straight down the middle 5 out of 10 I'd like to see them do a little bit more in terms of the idea but but that's where it stands for me
1: Chris how about you Uh, I'm
0: gonna go a 6 out of 10 um, like, like Mikey said, one, I basically one point per inch. <laughs> I always got to one up Mikey somehow, right? That's what happens to the older brother. Um, I, I, like the idea a lot and I like the fact that this was the introduction to, from what I know as like rogue stunts and rogue yeah. comedy. So in theory, it's absolutely hilarious. I think they could have done a little bit more with it. But I mean, going to a basketball court, Johnny Knox Knoxville, Great. like in those times, man, that's just absolutely hilarious. People yep. were so awkward about this type of thing. Homophobia and was rampant. It was yeah. huge back You'll then. see that yeah. in the later
1: episodes too. There's yeah. a lot yeah, exactly. of that would be so very I, problematic. I would
0: say a solid six out of 10. It wasn't like so extreme, but the, it
1: was, I was laughing. Nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys. I'm going to give it a right down the middle as well, 5 out of 10, because like I said, entertaining, fun, but I think just being a little older now and having seen more and more, it's it doesn't have the same effect. But hey, good starting effort by these guys, and there is more yet to come. Yeah, I'm a real bonehead when it comes to these things. Rapid fire, we have a few stunts coming up here. We have Bam Margera literally running as fast as he can down a hill, face first into a <laughs> porta potty. Coming up after that, Aaron McGahey, football drive through. This was fucking hilarious. I love the stunt. Basically dressed up in full football attire, helmet pads and all runs in at the last moment through the drive through to snatch the bag away as it's being handed through the window, spikes it down onto the ground, has a great (laughs) end zone dance and just takes off. Gotta love that shit. This to me is we're going to hit this theme a lot going through these older episodes. It goes
0: to show how much the new generation is taking away from back in these days. There's so many different circumstances where these new big like uh, TikTok trends or Instagram trends are something that these guys have already done. And I didn't even realize until I started going back watching it. There was a huge craze on Instagram where people were starting to do this. They were robbing food from other people in the drive throughs. And this is just the first experience of many where it's like how far ahead of the curve these guys were and how much all this new content is somewhat related to what these guys actually built. For sure. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's amazing to see that through line of, of where they started and how people are still mimicking them.
1: Coming up next, Steve-O proves he's a bit of a deep throat. Shot glass, (laughs) no hands, just fits his entire mouth and lips over that cup and downs it. Impressive, sir. Good is is anyone Steve-O. not
0: impressed by that one that like I can do that. <laughs> That's no, that. something I've done uh, often. Yeah. Mikey's <laughs> really good at chugging things. Yeah. Especially with a wide mouth. <laughs> um, the the cool thing about this is like, I'm, I'm a huge, huge steve fan. Like he's one of my favorite people to ever exist. And he constantly talks about. Interesting when, to hear that as uh, your brother in the room, but please go on. I stand. stand <laughs> too, the, the thing about him is like what a lot of people do or don't know, depending on how much you follow these guys is, when these things were starting out, he was literally homeless Oh, yeah, he, right. at, and he went to the clown college, et cetera, et cetera. But he basically made his money and his ability to stay at people's places by impressing them with bar tricks. Mm. So this is one of like the many, he says he's got hundreds to thousands of these little simple things that he would do to make a buck or two here or there, or even just to get a free drink or get some entertainment to allow oh, that's people awesome. to. Yeah. 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 So he, that's, he, that's why it's kind of has some significance, although it's a kind of mellow there's they get a lot wilder than that well listen he was trying to do those tricks to get into uh to get into people's homes to stay and and he did those and now he's in all of our homes together to share that's all I have to say no about problem. that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I got to say, too, like, this is a great way for the show to introduce you to the cast one by one in rapid succession, because so far we've already seen in the first five minutes we've seen Knoxville, we've met Bam, Aaron, Stevo, and I just think that was well handled by them to be like, hey, this isn't a one-man pony, uh, one-trick pony, like, we've got a whole cast of people and you're going to meet them. And I love how, like, yeah. the trick almost, like, it's the perfect way to show Stevo, because this is, like, this is his gimmick. He's a party trick guy. And the thing I love true, about this true, show... Yeah. Is yeah. You've got you've got a, such a diverse cast from stuntmen to skaters to like people in the circus performer category to the party trick. So it's. It's really just laying out, like, these are the cards, we're putting them on the table, and they're trying to get people hooked, and you can really see that. I like that point. Speaking of getting hooked... Oh, God. Self-defense with Mr. Johnny Knoxville once again, where he is going to face, headfirst, a can of pepper spray, a 120,000-volt stun gun, and the big finale, the taser, which is a 50,000-volt taser. He also noted that the pepper spray was the red flavor, which is the highest concentration you can get. And uh, I, I was thinking that I was like, do they have a green pepper spray and like an orange
0: or roasted pepper spray? Like what? All <laughs> dress well, it's, Catch it's up your Canadian. Come on. Yeah, Get the flavors yeah, exactly right. at, at the end of this, he actually goes and says the pepper spray, it was the worst. And I, me and Mikey right. one time we were at uh, Toronto airport, we are going on vacation somewhere oh, and yeah. all of a sudden I just started coughing like uncontrollably. And I look, Mikey's coughing. My mom and dad are coughing. And we start looking around, everyone's coughing. And I'm like, holy shit. Like. It's something's not attack. right there's a terrorist yeah. attack like we got to get out of the airport we got to exit before we go through security and like it was this like huge panic moment and apparently someone had a uh, bear spray or pepper spray yeah. in their bag uh, and yeah. it just like a little bit squeezed out and the whole entire
1: airport the was entire just terminal yeah, just from insane. like a spray
0: of it and knoxville took it right to the
1: face god <laughs> damn it yeah dude. and he starts with the pepper spray i mean like really you're fucked anyway but like I don't know. Don't you kind of want your vision intact for the next two? Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe you don't want to see. I don't think you want to see it coming. Like here's the thing
0: is the I want to talk about the order he chooses to take these in Uh, and and one of one of those things is is he does the pepper spray, which is like, yeah, that's going to be with him for sure. But then he takes the taser in the abs and then takes the like the stun gun to the abs and then the taser in the abs. Like if you've ever done an ab workout, you do like 30 sit ups and then the next 30 sit ups are harder. So I would kind of want to go with like the worst of them and then go into the best but Johnny oxville don't give no fucks man
1: yeah it's kind of like you know I mean pick your poison man it's like I said you're fucked any way you go Um watching this is like you I was cringing the whole time because I just I've especially like at that fucking taser spot too because it's like I I've seen a lot of you know shit online of people getting tasered and stuff and you know or remember when cops was a thing back in the day like you'd see people get tasers <laughs> yeah. like I never want to fucking experience that I would
0: Honestly, honestly, if right now you told me I'm so fucking curious, I would like to get tased. I want to know yeah? what it feels like. I'm, I'm dead serious. If, uh-huh, like, I'll make that commit like a stun gun taste. I would, I would, I would give it. Hey, that might be the start of selling on this podcast. Every <laughs> once in a while, when someone does something bad, they got to commit to one of the pranks. On like, the show. I'm, I'm not, I'm not like a, uh, uh, an adrenaline junkie. I'm, I, I don't want to to try to pretend like that's me. Uh, but I've just always been so curious. You see it happen all the time. I'm like, I wonder if there's not as much to it as, as people. Yeah, like. I'd probably die. <laughs> I've argued really hard in my
1: lifetime and yeah. I don't think my heart can handle it but I'll do something like the butt chug or something. Yeah. Different like that. Uh, <laughs> my favorite line here from Knoxville.
0: Oh, I feel like my eyes have gonorrhea. <laughs> yeah, I wrote that down as well. That was so good. I, and, and before getting uh, tasered, how he, he goes to the guy from uh, 90210, he says, hey, aren't you in Beverly Hills? And then gets tased. Yeah. It was a great, just great. Just shut him intro. up before he can even finish 90. 90- He's like 90 and then just shuts him down. He's like, yeah.
1: Weren't you on 9021? Not too long. Ah!
0: Ah! I, I got a question for you guys, though. The sale of milk jugs had to have gone up since Jackass first got on the air, right? I feel like they're using these things all the time. Every time there's something spicy, they chug milk in some of their yeah. their uh, stunts down the line. They just love milk jugs. And he uses it for his eye. He tries to get the burn out after the pepper spray. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, cartons of milk in Canada. I, I don't think... Or is it bag milk in Canada? Bag milk in Canada, else. yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you
1: guys still do the bag milk over there? Is that a thing? I don't do milk. I don't... Why are people drinking it's milk? disgusting to me.
0: And why were our parents so adamant that we drink milk all the
1: time? I don't what, know. Do,
0: what was in it for them?
1: Growth hormone? I hope so. <laughs> <sweet>. But... Uh, <laughs> Quick, before we move on from this stunt, um, did you guys notice that in the stun gun, I was a little disappointed because the camera, they totally goofed up, they missed Johnny, he did like a zoom in, and I think someone steps into frame or something, so right when the taser hits him, you don't actually see him go down. Which is a bit of a bummer, but I know they, this is like them trying to figure this shit out. It's pretty new. So I, I bet you they remember that and they were probably pretty bummed that it happened.
0: Well, there's a moment There's a moment when one of the camera people even says like, oh, you want to do it again? And it almost seems like he's not joking. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and that's it, probably why. It, it, it's like I mentioned earlier in Big Brother, like the first Big Brother magazine that I had, this was like a four or five page thing. Yes. So I saw all the photographs of it. I saw like the blood from the barb. Yeah. I had absolutely no idea what this was why this was in a skate yeah, magazine yeah. What the situations were, but I was so intrigued it by was, it. It was like watching things in a new dimension, like, like watching things in the fifth. It was just in my brain, couldn't comprehend why I was seeing what I was seeing. All I knew is that I fucking loved it. Or you know what, it, you know what, like a better comparison is, is the first time you see porn and it does something to your body. And you're like, I don't know why I'm enjoying this, That's called an but erection. I'm really enjoying this. Mm-hmm. It's called an erection. Yeah. And then I went to go play basketball and said, what up bitch to the person <laughs> I shot on. And the more, the more it goes on, the darker and darker it gets. <laughs> So, boys, how do you rank this episode? Yeah, let's rank Uh, it. You know what? I think for, listen, this one kind of suffers from the same thing that the uh, the, the, the dildo uh, prank suffers from, in my opinion, where it's a great idea, but it doesn't really have the same after effects. However, because of the danger and the monumental, it would be like going back and giving Citizen Kane a two out of ten because it just didn't have the same effects. But, like, the way that this prank changed the world, I need to give this one an eight and a half out of ten. Like this, this was like the primo, this directed the course of these prank shows and jackass in general for years after this, the way you were going into that, I assumed you were going to give it a lower score and I was going to come in and save the day with this one. But to me, this is what put jackass on the map. This is what created everything that they became. So like I'm going with a straight nine out of 10. I know nice. the actual prank itself might be a little bit this or that, but the actual significance to the whole movement and whole culture of jackass yeah. is like as big as it gets. This one gets a retroactive bump. I think 100%. Easily. what about you, Jay?
1: Yeah, I uh, I agree with you, Mikey, in the sense that it did set the stage. I did dock a few points for the camera work in, in the second part yeah. of the segment just because that is such a bummer. Like, I would have loved to see that, um, just see Johnny's reaction. But overall, amazing. Like, he wasn't scared, like, at all to do this. And it's like, hey, we're going to be the best fucking prank show on TV. And I, it's almost like he knew that was his duty to do that. So they would, yeah. you know, they could keep those ratings. Um, So, yeah, I give it a 7 out of 10, uh, just docking a point just for that... Uh, that camera being a little wacky. Sure. You guys want to go watch it on the TV? Coming up next, we got the sled tied to the back of a car. This looks like it's out in uh, Margera's country. There, uh, <laughs> can't remember who it is on the sled. I think it might be Brandon. But uh, he's basically just holding on to, to dear life, this wooden block with a fucking rope tied to a car that's just, you know, gunning it, pedal to the metal down the street. And uh, you just fucking see him. He's sitting there, two, three. You see him brace, and then he's just fucking gone, man. And props it's to well him for done. not falling off either. I would have biffed. <laughs> it works hard. better
0: than I works better than I thought it would have worked when I just saw the way it was set up. Yeah, you sure. would assume an instant faceplant. A hundred percent.
1: Yeah, yeah. I know, Mikey, you love this one. This is uh, Johnny Knoxville pulling up at a gas station because this guy needs a rope. What for? Hey, is that some banging in the back of the trunk? What the fuck is that? Why don't Why don't I let uh, Mikey? Why don't you tell me what happens next? Basically, it it
0: grows in in uh its fever pitch. I think it starts off with Pontius jumping out of the trunk, uh, half nude as Pontius always is, and running around, and everyone just looking again, not expecting to be on a prank show. Like nowadays, if that happened. Everyone would be like, okay, fuck you guys, get out, get out of my gas station. But what I love is that they keep ramping this prank up. I think the creativity around this prank and the, the focus on audience reaction or, or participant reaction is second to none. This is probably my favorite, looking back, my favorite sketch in, uh, in, in this episode. And it just be, comes down to a great concept in different situations. And it seems like the stakes go up. Like it starts off with him just pulling up and Hey, there's someone banging on your trunk, this and that by the last time he goes in Johnny Knoxville, a, like, he he pulls into this gas station and says to the guy, excuse me, sir, I've got a fully grown semi-noon man tied up in my trunk and I'm going to the <laughs> desert to bury him. Like he just fucking <laughs> out with yeah. it. And, like by that point, yeah. I'm like, they're so looking for uh, just a new thing to shoot. I fucking loved it. The, the, the best thing about this is the simplest thing for me is like, Imagine you're in that situation. It's weird enough as it is, but you're like, why is he in a leopard thong? Like, Uh, like (laughs) like, what were they doing that got him in this situation? (laughs) Like, is it a weird sex thing? Is it a kidnapping? Was he a stripper? Like, like the thoughts that would go through my head is first and foremost, like,
1: why? Uh, why? What why is the big one? Why is the big <laughs> one? I, a few things, a few notes on Pontius here. First of all, point number one, I missed that sexy son of a bitch. Holy shit, when I saw him, I oh lit up. I was like, oh. it's Pontius, he's back. Oh man, I was so happy. And uh, another thing is, I almost wonder with the leopard print, if that was an unintentional choice and if they just thought, well, we have to put you in some sort of speedo or thong or whatever, right? So figure something out. And I wonder if they knew that was going to become like his trademark, you know, or if that was if that was planned, because you see him in that all the time going forward. That's his I thing. I bet you it was, it was a uh, leftover cause he was a stripper. They met him as a stripper
0: and yep. I bet you he just had it in his closet.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it's iconic now. It's funny. That's like his calling card. Like you see, you see him wearing that thing and it's holy shit. There's, there's a uh, soon to be party boy, Chris Pontius. I think the best things that happen in shows
0: in general are the ones that are natural and subtle. Yeah. that just end up like trailer park. Boys at the beginning was the master of it. When, when it's just like one little joke, That they just threw out there becomes such a big thing later on. And I think something like that leopard, the leopard thong, and there's so many of these little inside jokes that were probably just so random and such a throw-in. That became so iconic. With well, the that's, show. I mean, look, there's, there's, uh, there's almost a, a through line you can draw between something like jackass and what we're doing right now, which is podcasting. And I think the key is what you're talking about, which is the element of like an inside joke. It's a wink, wink. When it comes up, we all know we get to laugh because they, they're like, Oh, for those of you who've been paying attention and everyone loves to be a part of a group. So when we now see that leopard thong, we're like, I see what you're doing there. I fucking get it. Thanks guys. Like we're part of the same group. I love it.
1: Chris, you want to jump in first?
0: Uh, I'm I'm gonna go again with an eight out of ten. Nice. Um, It's a great idea. It's hilarious. Uh, What would have pushed it over to me was better reaction from the people outside. Sure. As, as much as it was good, no one like freaked freaked out, or no one got like really devious. And some Which of the other kind times, kind of fucking crazy right? that and, it didn't go. And some overboard. of the other times, like I know in other stunts and like that when they hit a deer and yeah. there's like body parts in the hood. Yeah. The guy's actually <laughs> yeah. cleaning it off and you're like, Oh my God, they really got a guy to help like yeah. wash away murder. So yeah. this was hilarious. <laughs> the starting point of a lot of ideas, but I think it would have been elevated by better reactions from the people that it hit. Right. Right. What about you, Jay?
1: Yeah. For this one, I I love that. It's incredibly ballsy because I mean, they because, of the, because in, of the
0: banana hammock, obviously, because of the
1: banana hammock, <laughs> the, the ballsiness in terms of like, these guys had guts to do this because this whole concept of pranking people for TV is new. And they're just literally, yeah, this is a crime. Like you can't, you yeah. can't do this for the record. This is exactly. an illegal thing and they're just doing it and they're just playing it for a laugh. And you almost wonder if there was like 911 calls as a result of this, you know, you don't really hear those stories. So yeah it's the it's the kind of thing that I'm glad they kind of kept it short because by the end of it I was almost feeling like okay I've had enough of that it was great but like I feel like there's nothing more they can really do with this from what they have a little room to grow I would give it maybe like a seven on this one like still great yeah I don't know that's that's where I'm going yep. with it anyway how about you Mike I hear
0: you on that I, I I think I think you kind of echoed my my overall sentiment as well is it what we find later in jackass and prank shows in general uh, is the is the subtlety and or, or the the elaboration on each prank by adding layers to it and this one had one layer and it was one dimension i love the improvisation of them you know just flat out fucking admitting that there's a guy in their trunk and that alone is what brings this one up to me it shows that they knew that it was going to get stale showing the same thing over and over again and they reacted to it uh, on the fly so i'm giving this one an eight out of ten
1: moving on bam margera rolls down a hill at a golf course and screams like an insane person or like bam margera I mean, those poor golfers, though. I really feel for those guys. You know, they're just out there. You know, enjoying you know what? Game. Like, I I anybody. think the
0: problem is, is like when you when you think of like punk rock, the antithesis of punk rock are golf are golfers, right? So, yes. like, they are the enemy for some reason, and they just get uh, they get treated like shit. But what ends up happening is we get older, and then we want to golf, and some douchebag kid comes and runs and ruins our golf game. Well, it's it's funny. It's like I love playing golf, and I'm you know I like to mess around, and do this, but on the golf course, it's like you do not dick around. Yeah. It's like the one time where I actually respect the rules. Yeah. And to see him come and do that type of thing. Again, it's a new trend that's been happening. Like my favorite, like current pranksters on YouTube, the Nelk boys out, out Canada as well. Um, they do a lot of pranks on the golf course and it just really just strikes that chord with a lot of people and people like you get these old white guys that are so, just fucking so mad. <laughs> proper, just losing their absolute yeah. shit. Yeah. I'm calling the warden. I've been a member at this club yeah. for so long. The it's warden I- like, Oh shit. Mm, goddamn, As though like the, the warden's uh, authority extends beyond just those 18 holes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Whatever, Daryl. Don't think I don't got dirt on you. I know you got a couple beers in that bag. I seen you sneaking them. <laughs> Don't act like you're not Daryl. You go tell the warden. I'm just, it's it's on, man. Fucking (laughs) Daryl. Fucking Daryl. Hey, coming up next, it's the soundtrack to Nepotism. CKY, Bam, Margera's brother. What's his name? Uh, Jesse? Jesse, I believe. Jesse.
0: I feel like, hey, Chris, I feel like we need to give Jay a moment here. He was really good. into it. fair enough. Then
1: I just got into it right as he said, shut up. You want me to keep going?
0: Uh, listen, yeah. million percent uh, afterwards. That's the bonus content. Okay. The credit rolls. <laughs> Stay and tuned then you just keep on the going.
1: episode. Hey, speaking <laughs> of nepotism, uh, what did you guys think of this next segment titled shopping carts? Shopping carts. uh, Listen, what more can we say about the shopping carts? They are so
0: iconic, almost as iconic uh, as as that last joke I made that landed uh, about as flat as someone lands when they uh, eat shit in a shopping cart. When I talked about the milk, like the second most popular thing Jackass has is shopping carts, right? Shopping carts are everywhere. Now, my problem with this sketch is this is they didn't know shopping carts were going to become iconic for Jackass when they made this sketch. And I feel like it was just kind of a throwaway thing. So this one didn't really have anything that made me like, oh, God, dear, this is so good. It, it was almost a little bit underwhelming compared to what, I, what I've what i come to know from the shopping carts.
1: My favorite moment, I really got to appreciate when Bam Margera says, uh, hey, punch me in the back of the head right before impact yeah. so it hurts
0: less. <laughs> dude, there's something about Bam, man. You know, he's, he's come in the media and some people go on one side and the other and they, oh, he's almost a punchline now. People cannot understate how fucking hardcore Bam Margera was. He's very
1: important to the series. Don't understate that guy.
0: He's important. He's like when, you know, I think we all have our favorites and we don't need to get into it yet. But like when you draw the line between charisma, creativity and an ability to just take pain, Bam's up there, man. Like everything he does is fucking insane, especially in these first episodes. He's almost like like a, a mentor to Ryan Dunn. And I'll get into that in a little bit. But like like. You know, he he kind of brought out the the best in a lot of these guys. Yeah. Bam was someone that I actually, again, knew of before I even knew what Jackass was or before Jackass even came together. He was big into the skateboarding community um, with like Element and everything like that. And we just heard legends of this guy, yeah. Bam Margera. Yeah. Oh, he's dropping in 10 foot vert ramps in a shopping cart and yeah. just like destroying himself. Like even though he was a huge skater and I think he probably sold more decks than maybe anybody other than like Muska or yeah. something along those lines. He was known as more of this like figure than actually a skateboarder. He was this like legend. Yeah. It wasn't even all about skateboarding as much as he was actually a great skateboarder. It was more just about bam being bam. He, and it he, goes to show what he brings to the he table. He kind of personifies what Jackass is. Yeah. This weird cross mix of just rugged charisma and skateboarding. You know, Jackass doesn't exist without skateboard videos. Yep jackass doesn't exist without bam margera like in the same sort of way 100%. i
1: i found it kind of interesting watching this too because the way they set this up in the early days of jackass is what you're seeing is actually uh, two groups of guys in very different parts of the country um right. doing stunts and basically sending these back and forth to be put into the final episode so the crew you see with bam in case you know this is a little fun fact you know, like Brandon and Rab himself and those guys, uh, Ryan Dunn, that's that's all their crew, right? They they never really met up with Knoxville and the Hollywood guys until much later, right. mm-hmm. um, but they just kind of collaborated long distance, much like what we're doing here. It's, it's interesting to see that that early on, back in the year 2000, these two groups of people were having similar ideas and, hey, let's create a show just based around stunts, and they just happened to collide and created this beautiful, beautiful thing that we now know as Jackass. I found that so intriguing and so fascinating, but you... Definitely see a different flavor between the Margera crew and the Knoxville crew, and what they're doing and the types of things they're taking on. Uh, it's yeah, really, really cool it to feels, see those two minds collide. You know,
0: it feels early on like Bam and his crew are just so much more hardcore punk rock, and Knoxville and Pontius and and those guys. Like, it seems like they're just out to have a laugh more than anything. Whereas like they're a bit more lighthearted and bam's a little bit, just a, eh, he's a fucking angsty guy. Yeah. And, uh, I, 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 the thing I love most about the shopping cart thing is before these stunts ever happened, no one would have thought about this, but if you were to design a vehicle, that is the worst thing you could possibly crash in. It's a shopping cart. Everything about a shopping cart hurts. If a shopping cart touches your shin, you're going to cry. And if if like if it falls on your ankle, it's somehow twisting it up. If you're inside it, there is no soft landing. They just found the worst possible thing to go take tumbles in and then combined it with bushes. Bam Margera's crew fucking loves the shrubbery. Everything they yeah, do yep. is into the shrubs.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't want to take too much time on this because I know we got to keep moving, but I do want to mention this because it's a it's a story of influence, of what how Jackass influenced us as a kid. And you brought up the bushes. Um, this oh, yeah. was a thing that my brother um, started doing around town, you know, and uh, no doubt from watching this show, they would just go into people's yards, take a camera with them and jump in their bushes, jump out of trees, hedges, whatever <laughs> you could find. And what they would do is they would edit this footage together and uh, just put punk rock music over it and they would just make these little videos and they were like kind of famous in the little small town we grew up in because they were doing the jackass thing, which is funny oh, it's amazing. because it's, amazing. It, it's like such a silly thing. When you look back now, like I was so influenced by my older brother. And it's it's funny that I'm talking about this now on the podcast because I feel more comfortable just talking to the entire internet than I don't think I've ever told him this to his face. But yeah, I always wanted to be like my older brother. I always looked up to him and he did something. I did it too. So it wasn't long before we were going out and jumping in people's bushes. And That's I kid amazing. you not, we have like two hours of old DV8, like uh, just like these tapes that it's just us doing this stupid shit that I saw him do that he saw the jackass guys do. And it's like, you would think something so small, like shopping carts and bushes, like, who fucking cares, right? No, this like this really did inspire kids and teenagers and angsty people out there, you know, angsty folks, to go and do some of their own. Because we did it. it we was, did it all the time.
0: It was... It was our version of uh, of what Bob Dylan did to Folk. You know, you take a, a string <laughs> instrument and make, make glorious music out of it. You take a shopping cart you find in a parking lot and you become an artist. It was, that's, that's basically like the same thing. It's funny when you learn that you could, jump into bushes and it doesn't it like breaks your fall yeah yeah it legitimately saved me from getting arrested when i was a kid we, <laughs> <laughs> and literally because of watching these things we used to climb onto the school the school roof behind our house me and my buddy matt and his brother cam i think mikey might have been there a couple of times probably but the cops would come and you're stuck there's only one way you could get down where you're able to climb up the wall from one of those like little storage sheds and etc cetera, etc cetera. and because we saw this we just hopped off the roof into the bushes <laughs> 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 S- saved us from getting arrested so thank you jackass that's amazing yeah. um, quickly guys you want to give a, a rating of this one out yeah. of 10 uh, i think we owe it to the shopping carts to give this one a rating for sure chris how about you start us off yeah uh i'm gonna let people down a little bit by going a little low on this one um as much as i appreciate what it means to everything um i've definitely seen better shopping cart stunts especially by these guys specifically um it was just it, it's hilarious it's good but I'm I'm just gonna go about a five out of ten. Nice. Yeah, I'll, I'll piggyback onto that. I'm I'm kind of the same with you on it. And I think the difference between something like this and the uh and and something like the 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 prank where where uh, Pontius comes out of the back of the car is that uh, that had inherent creativity and something that they like they they designed themselves. This one I think they stumbled into the shopping cart as an icon. But this sketch itself doesn't have very much. I'm going with a six and a half out of ten.
1: I feel like I'm kind of undervaluing this one. I am going to give it a 5 out of 10. And the reason I'm doing that is not because I didn't like it, but I do feel like I I have a feeling that the shopping carts get more intense once they start to do CKY and other things. I just have a feeling. I remember it being pretty crazy. So I appreciate this for what it is, for establishing this idea. Like we said, tons of people are influenced by this. Yeah, I'm going to give it a 5, though, because it's the first one they, they kind of just yep. it's like you said Mikey they were just like hey what if we tried this and you can tell there's some of that to it however I got to say that last one where Rab himself goes through and just fucking Oof. goes flying <laughs> he like overshoots the bush and I, I can't remember exactly but I think he hits his fucking head right on a curb or something and then uh he's sitting in the hospital thereafter and <laughs> I'm jackass and you're watching Rab himself exactly <laughs> <Totally like>, yeah <laughs> he's like I'm fucking done with the day just like leave me the alone perfect, get this camera out of my face the perfect
0: button on that on
1: that sketch it was perfect yeah absolutely beautiful and and i gotta say here we're gonna move on now but um bush jumping as we kind of coined that term um there is an art form to that we can talk more about that one day but there is there is an art form there there is <laughs> there is a right way to jump into a bush to avoid damage <laughs> uh, moving on though we get the first appearance ever of Wee man and uh yeah. it's wait a... that was
0: we man yeah i thought that was a real oompa loompa i thought are you fucking kidding <laughs> me dude
1: yeah, no, yeah, I, sorry, my notes are wrong here, actually, that's a fucking oomphaloompa. um, sorry, Mikey, I, did, did you say oomphaloompa? I think so, I, yeah. I think I have brain trauma from all the bush jumping, uh, <laughs> but you know what I gotta say about this segment? He is a goddamn good skateboarder, holy fuck, yo, like, it's what? funny that you say that, like, uh, he's, she's dressed up in the oomphaloompa, attire obviously but he's just out in public on the boardwalks it's just like holy fuck like this guy this guy fucking kills it no i I was actually
0: it's funny that you say that because again before jackass um he was just known as like he was just a skateboarder i can't remember if he was actually known as we man or if they went by a name or something like that but well before this i remember seeing uh what's the term little people <laughs> yeah a little person a yeah, little yeah. person yep. but seeing seeing we man um but seeing him like rip some serious skateboarding and just being blown away because it was like at that point i was like a young kid and just seeing the power that you can produce and the actual fearlessness to be able to jump down you know you see adults jumping down 12 sets or something like that and then i'm like scared about a four set and you see yeah. we man doing like eight sets and big things like that it just yeah. gave you this like wicked confidence to be able to kind of push yourself to that next level. Yeah, they and then all of a sudden he ends up in jackass and you're like, okay, this is perfect. They don't like, you know, obviously there's an element of, of poking fun, but there's an element of poking fun at literally everyone involved. And it seems like they were almost ahead of their time in terms of, uh, uh, allow, like allowing for someone like we women, like a little person to be in their, their sketches without just saying the only reason you're here is to film something stupid. Like nowadays on these prank shows, all you see is like someone throws like, like the, the little person throws a tennis ball off screen and someone throws it back and it comes back as like a giant, like medicine ball or something. And it's a little plop in the water. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Things like that. And it's like, it's like, those are ways that you're, you are just kind of making fun at that point. But here they're like, no, we man is a great fucking skateboarder. Yeah. We're going to dress him up like an oopaloompa but also look how good he is at this. They're not using him as a punchline just based on the fact that he's small.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I really feel like they're also
0: not taken away from it either, which is good. Like they're actually allowing it to be what it is and not trying to dance around the yeah. fact at the same time like here it is what it is right we appreciate it but let's have a let's all have a laugh together yeah.
1: yeah totally that's that's totally it and you know Mikey like you had said there's been mistreatment of little people in like Hollywood and film and TV for a number of years and it, it's like so refreshing to see jackass say hey like like let this guy be who he is and like do his thing and like yeah get him in on contributing like how what stunts do you want to do like you want to skate like what the i'm sure he has input into everything that goes on and he's not just like totally you know some gimmick like a lot of hollywood would would treat little people like and i think it's it's awesome it's like fuck yeah for sure so, yeah, I don't
0: know that this one I don't know that this one needs a rating necessarily because it's more of just like no, a, an a skate tape, but yeah. it's but it's it's uh, it's it's kind of one of those in between interstitials. And and to the listener, you'll kind of know if you go back and watch some of these old jackass shows, it's kind of hard to draw the line between what is a full sketch and what is an interstitial. Yeah, we'll we'll basically be the guide as to which ones we're going to rate and review and which ones are just going to kind of let be as they are like this one.
1: Another BAM uh, stunt here. And there's quite a handful of these in this first episode. This one. God, I, mean, I think we should talk about it for at least a minute. Uh, so much. Oh my God, dude. Bam just comes into what looks like an empty bedroom or a hotel room. There's a mattress just lying on the floor. This is like a five-second clip, mind you. He walks in, trips, bam, headfirst into the edge of that bed. And that sounds like, so what? He fell on a bed. Big fucking deal, right? No. His head, when it hits that bed, he hits it so hard. It's like watching oh the God, apex dude. of a bungee cord after someone jumped off a bridge snap back. Fuck, that looked like it hurt.
0: Yeah, he he has, and this goes back to Bamit, and, and this is kind of like one of the narratives that I found in early Jackass. And, I, you know, I know my brother Chris is a huge Ryan Dunn fan. You cried the day that he died. Um, don't tell anybody. I won't. Don't worry. No one will hear this. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, but, and I, I love Ryan Dunn as well. I love what Ryan Dunn ended up becoming, but in the early goings in Jackass, like it to me is very clear. He's afraid to get hurt. And he doesn't ha- know what his personality is. He pulls away from, from stunts to not hurt himself, whereas Bam fucking leans into it. And it's something as simple as I'm going to bang my head on the mattress. He's not just like, this, this is going to look funny no matter what. He's like, I actually want to hurt myself. And that yeah. un, uh, apparently was like Jackass is Bam's version of cutting, like how people cut themselves. Like this was <laughs> that for Bam. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's it. Uh, honestly, it's, that's a very true point. It's just with Bam. He just, like you said, like he leans into it, but like that could, it has been nothing. Yeah. He freaking whiplashed his head in this way. Like the way he falls when, if you'll notice when he's doing pranks where he has to drop sign or pretend to fall, like his commitment level is like, you couldn't fall that hard if you tried. I know. And somehow he managed to do it <laughs> yeah, even yeah. more than anybody else could. Like his, That's why he's so good at taking something yeah. so simple like this and actually making it something that we've
1: been talking about exactly. for a few minutes. Exactly. Yeah, a stunt to make Daddy proud. And speaking of Daddies, this next segment titled (laughs) Daddy and Baby featuring the first appearance of Dave England. And Mikey, I know you're excited to talk about this because I, you know, I know Dave England is a big, uh, he's a big thumbs up for you. So just to give a quick summary of what this is, it's a nice little prank. Uh, Let's call it a father-baby interaction. Mikey, you know what? You take it. Tell, Tell us what happens.
0: I, I will. I'll say this is this is a, a prank that's along the same line. Uh, you know, at first, you may not understand where I'm going with this, but it's it's very similar to the Johnny Knoxville, Chris Pontius uh, tied up in the back of a trunk. The prank is not on the person doing the prank. It's on the audience. Yeah. And this is one of those cases where uh, Dave England is riding a bike around with a, a bike seat. And a doll in the back of his seat that's made to look like a baby. And he goes and takes a fucking tumble in front of these people who just stand afraid, not knowing what to do. (laughs) I mean, everything about like you, 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 you hinted at this already. Dave England is my favorite member of Jackass. And, and I think he's incredibly underrated. Uh, You know, people who appreciate him, appreciate him. But he seems to have this understanding of of towing the line between weird and and sick and crazy and somehow keeping it funny and staying on the side of awareness more than i think anyone else does in jackass uh his even the way he's dressed up in this sketch oh, it's, oh, his, it's like an so 80s 90s. It's the like he's gonna go skiing jumpsuit. in the 80s oh it's, it's
1: beautiful. amazing it's beautiful man god he, i forgot he was how, just how handsome it, it, that motherfucker is too he still has his teeth uh, young uh, yeah early in
0: jackass all these guys aaron mcgee he like they take some fucking m- punishment uh, is that and, aaron and or later- dave that
1: lost his teeth teeth i can't remember uh, I, think, I think i think they i think they both do i know aaron <laughs> I could, shipped
0: his tooth definitely dave had his tooth out in the in the in the in the, pew, the pew beard remember when oh, he the right. oh, so yeah, yeah. i know he's missing one and i and i definitely know that uh Aaron, Aaron, Aaron got his knockout out in one of his Aaron seconds. One or two gone for sure. Yeah. He was just talking about this skit actually in this interview. Oh really? And he just like, he has a bunch of kids now and he's kind of living that life and chilling out. And he's like in the time he's like, this is like the greatest thing ever. I thought it was hilarious. And he's actually struggling. He's like now as a dad, he's oh. like, I didn't understand the gravity and how much that would <laughs> fuck people's mind up. Like if you have a kid, you care about that thing so much. And you see a kid just fucking dying over there and uh yeah so he was like kind of tripping out about that and steve was like yeah no." are you guys on the same side as me like did you enjoy this one as much as i did yeah Yeah. what about you jay were you were you into it as much because like this one was was
1: fucking brilliant to me it's that type of thing where it's like you're right up in people's faces right you're right with the public and you're just trying to like force that reaction out of them and i love the stunt i think it is brilliant um but there's so many of these that jackass has done that uh yeah like it just makes me excited to keep seeing more i loved this one but i i know it just keeps getting better because they're they're really good at pulling off this type of thing where it's like let's get a reaction out of the crowd as they're you know as we're out and about and uh yeah this one there was people um coming up and and like yelling at him like oh he's okay oh my god the baby and like <laughs> <laughs> he just scoots off so quick too he like he's like, like oh no he's no, okay he, just he doesn't fucking he's like, say anything What's like, could you imagine <laughs> this the trauma that would cause in the middle of your normal day <laughs> it's amazing amazing
0: i uh so so let me let me start with the uh, out of 10 rating then because i think uh i think uh, this is probably i might be the highest maybe, maybe it, it isn't highest but i agree i know that there are a lot more that they do and and i want to keep in mind that like i'm giving this one an 8 out of ten but that to me is still very, very high given the simplicity of it. There aren't many specific moments that stand out, but it's such a good concept. And I think it's the perfect length of time. This one's an eight for me and incredibly memorable. Yeah. I'm going to go with a seven on that one. Um, I, I just think that his creativity, like I know he wrote this skit, um, Uh, It's there's a there's two different kind of schools of thought that has to do with jackass. And I find the best ones are when they combine each other, Mm -hmm. whether it's like pranks and hurting themselves and the creativity where you're kind of pranking the audience members. Um this kind of does both cuz I mean you still got to take a pretty nasty spill yeah. on a bike and kudos to him for falling the way mm-hmm. that he did. It's like he All like hard. hooked
1: up the back pedals and just really sent that kick behind. <laughs> yeah. <Ryan>. yeah. <laughs> it's like when you turn I, I on like a turn on an anti-gravity cheat in a video game and you just <laughs>
0: <fight>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. so this is a solid 7 out of 10 for me. Nice.
1: Yeah, I I'd, I'd go pretty close to that line. Like I'm I'm not going to go under 5 for this one because like I said, I like this type of thing. I like getting the genuine reaction out of people. But that being said, if it's a reaction based stunt, there is, in my opinion, a better version of this same stunt coming up. And we're going to talk about it in a future episode very soon. Sure. I won't say anything more. But in my opinion, uh, just the, if we're looking at like what reactions we got out of people there, the version that's to, to come just had me, you know, on the floor laughing with people's reactions. So I give this one a solid five. It's not bad. It's it's a great start. Yeah. And I, I really Straight it. Straight down the middle. Yeah. Nice. Uh, bam falls over in a fast food restaurant nothing much to say about that
0: (laughs) yeah that's okay good good (laughs) moving on oh no the french fries it's it's the same thing where people are doing that nowadays and getting all this instagram cloud it's just yet another another version where they were the first yeah first
1: this is the big finale uh, this is the end of the episode, the last big stunt, and I gotta tell you, this is one that stuck with me. This was the reason I wanted to continue watching Jackass after seeing it for the first time.
0: Good morning, this is Johnny Knoxville calling. I'm doing uh, a stunt tomorrow uh-huh. where I get put in a porta potty uh-huh. and dumped upside down. And it's going to be full of uh, poo and whatnot.
1: This is Johnny Knoxville in the Poo Cocktail. My name is Johnny Knoxville, and this is the Poo Cocktail. <laughs> what a <laughs> name! Christ. I love and adore this stunt. Uh, yeah, I like a good poop joke. I always have, and I'm, you know, I'm an adult <laughs> now, and I still do. I don't fucking care, man. Like this I did. is, yes, disgusting, disturbing, but. It, I was laughing, man. I was laughing just as hard as I did the first time it's I jackass, fucking saw it, man. That's
0: Let's, it's. You it's, it, don't have to We Like that's the beauty about it. There's so much ridiculous stuff and everyone pretends. Oh, this is crossing a line. This deep down. If you like jackass, you're getting a kick out of all this stuff. This is and, some of it. Yeah, dude, and yeah. this, this one's pretty straight. I mean, I call it straightforward. It I mean, it's simple. It's beautiful in its simplicity. Johnny Knoxville goes into an outhouse. The outhouse gets tipped upside down by a garbage can or garbage uh, truck and then put back down. Yeah. A simple premise but like is the most jackass thing in the world not the fact that they had an entire crew using this for the <laughs> the whole day Dude, and then they just, just feel the a, need to put
1: cocky <laughs> hey wow that's a good name there is that's a good one at least a dozen people shitting in that thing
0: but then they feel the need to put pit bull shit in there no, just you know, because you know why that is why is that so mtv with all the weird things that they let slide and don't slide yeah there's a very gray area when it comes to poo. Mm. So human poo, not a brown area. Yeah, I was human say, poo a brown is a I missed that one. Didn't I? That's why, that's why you're my brother. Damn. Damn these times human poo is a no go. Fake human poo is a no go. Dog poo is okay. Wow. So even though in the prank, you could tell there was definitely real shit in there. Yeah. They had to show the dog poo. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because they didn't actually As far show, as I understand, there's, there's the no least. proof of poop, right? You don't you don't see anybody exactly. pinching off a loaf. That you don't get that. <laughs> you know, for all we know, the they, could, they could have faked it, but I doubt that. I highly doubt they did that. I think this was legitimate. Now,
0: my favorite courtroom drama uh, was called Proof of Poop. And I remember <laughs> just just following the ins and outs of of, of all these different exposes on on whether or not poop was in a show. Um, I I here here's one thing. This this is one of the The moments I think that Johnny Knoxville takes a little bit of a turn for me, Uh, you know, starting off early on and in the in the uh, self-defense, especially he hasn't yet learned how to talk his way through a stunt when he starts to experience pain. It's just kind of he shuts down. And later on in his career, the best thing about him is he finds a way to say something no matter what. In the beginning of this, though, when he's preparing for it, he's all jokes and he is on fire. Like he's got one moment where, you know, we're about to see him go into an outhouse where he's going to have shit poured all over him. And he turns to the camera when he puts his goggles on and he's like, do these make my eyes look weird? And he looks so fucking <laughs> weird. And I'm like, dude, the hardest I laughed in the sketch had nothing to do with shit. It was just Johnny being Johnny.
1: That's yeah, he's point. great to watch on camera. I, I I agree, and I'm excited for the the development of Johnny, if you will. Definitely,
0: definitely. What did you think? I, you you mentioned, Jay, that this is your, you know, one of your favorites, one of your all times. What What is it about this one that you like so much?
1: Well, first of all, the fucking name is beautiful. That's a piece of art right there. <laughs> Poo cocktail? Are you kidding me? God damn. Whoever thought of that, like... Who yeah. called the
0: shit poop? <laughs> <laughs> shit
1: poop? Man, like, you know what's funny about this, like... uh I remember this in my memory being Steve-O, and I believe he does this again later, a more extreme version in one of the films. But, Steve-O yeah. does the
0: bungee jump. Right. I think he does the bungee jump in one of the movies. So yeah.
1: when I when I I like I had this nostalgic memory of what this was and what I had seen when I was a kid, and coming back to see it now, it, it kind of felt more small scale because it really is just yeah. a dump truck picking it up. I, I remembered it as this huge, epic thing, but... I I still appreciate it. Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be this big, epic thing. The fact that he actually signed up to fucking do this. Uh, Before he knew it was going to get him anything
0: before he knew, like when you're doing jackass three and you're like, all I have to do is deal with 10 minutes of this and then go home and spend a million dollars on a new fucking whatever you spend a million dollars on. That's a little different when you're like, I'm going to send out this video and it may ruin my fucking life. That's yeah. that is like the balls on you. You have Pontius size balls to do something yeah, good like look this.
1: At an Oscar role after that. Yeah. yeah, here's the thing, man. Like, here's why here's what I'll say about it. Like my impression of like how I interpret this and why it, it hooked me on jackass. I saw this stunt and uh, this is something that my parents saw as well. And to them, from their perspective, it was, this is disgusting, this is so stupid and dumb, what a waste of time, why are you watching this, this man's getting covered in poop, like, yeah, these guys are just (laughs) these unintelligent losers, what the hell. For me, it wasn't that that
0: at all. (laughs) It
1: wasn't that at all. I gained this newfound respect for Knoxville and the whole crew at that key moment, because suddenly it was like, someone willing to fucking do that, number one, and number two, it's just like nobody else did this shit nobody like there were there aren't any you don't see older people like people you can look up to in a sense which i don't know like should the jackass (laughs) guys be role models i don't know questionable but (laughs) Good, good
0: question yeah the
1: thing is the fact that they just do it and there's no reservations and he's like willing to cover himself in shit he's willing to fucking do all this these crazy things get tased get maced wow the courage like i don't see this as these unintelligent losers at all i just see that these people as these courageous like inventive thinkers who are it's they see society a lot different than the rest of the world you know like they're making their fortune and they don't know this yet but they're gonna make their fortune going in the other direction and it, for me it was just this beautiful moment of like you know what you don't have to like be a certain way like you can be weird you can be into weird things and that's okay like it's cool to like this stuff and i don't know well, just that, seeing how that a, had an impact no, that's on an, me, you know
0: it's an amazing point because now kids growing up with the internet you know they have their own issues to deal with I, I would hate to grow up in this era but what we didn't have back then was an understanding that there are people like us out there uh, when you have just this weird angst and you want to throw an egg at someone for no reason and it's just a feeling you have and then you see someone do it and it get a reaction and you feel like you're not so weird anymore um I you know I, I like what you're saying about these people being uh, forerunners in whatever this industry is they're in a way kind of like emotional astronauts like boldly going where no kid has gone before doing things we've never seen and making art out of things that we never thought could have been entertainment. Uh, of course, this is fantastic. This to me wouldn't be the skit or sketch or whatever we're going to call it that, that embodies that as much. But I think every one of us is going to have a different one that really grabbed us. Uh, I do want to say though, about this one, the driver doesn't get enough credit. <laughs> the windows are open when they're doing this and the shit is falling down oh, onto the cab man. of the truck and Knoxville doing the most Knoxville thing in the world after and reminding me that I would never fucking want to be a part of this crew because it's done. This oh, the sketch I, this is, is, is done. The points I know what you're going to say. This is, like, one of the things I wanted to make sure, because this is the first time it happened, but continue he, Where on. he chases after it's everyone. iconic, exactly. man. And iconic that's moment. that's exactly it. And he pulls that shit every time afterwards, and it's hilarious. Everyone but does. Everyone does. But no like one's ever safe. In that How many times has Rick Kosick threw up? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> like Rick Kosick, like, like you, see in, you see, like, shortly in, like, the first or second episode, the first time you see him, the fact I know his name, even though he's a cameraman, yes. shows exactly how many times they chase after the guy and he always happens for so long he happens to be the closest one there whether he's getting covered in puke shit whatever the case (laughs) maybe it's it's foreshadowing because like us watching like going back and watching it we don't we would never have known watching it for the first time that this guy's about to be an icon. But yeah. every time I see Cossack, I'm like, that is legitimately one of the funniest human beings I've ever 100%. seen. Uh,
1: unironically. Like he's just fucking hilarious, dude. Like if this was around today, he, he would have been a meme. He would have been like the meme of yeah. the show. Like no doubt about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, man, I just, I just want to break down the stunt real quick. Cause I know we kind of just talked about what happens, but I just want to run through it. Just, just to paint a picture sure. here, a, a nice Brown, brown and off-green picture. (laughs) Like, uh, basically, yeah, he gets in this thing, right? And he's all suited up. We talked about the goggles. He's wearing, like, multiple layers. He's got... He, I believe, actually, he just does this in a fucking t-shirt, doesn't he? He's wearing like multiple goggles, but he's just like regular attire. But anyway, he gets in there and you get this camera shot from inside the porta potty and you can kind of see, like, you can tell the dump truck starting to tip because the light's kind of shifting in the, in the Mm. inside of the porta potty. And then all of a sudden you start to see some poo splashing out and it's like, you're kind of on the edge the whole time. Like, when is that going to come out of that fucking dirty hole? And then you see it happen and all of a sudden, like, you think, oh, he's, It's just gonna be like an explosion, but it's more like a slow trickle and most of it just goes down his back, which I think in a way is the worst part.
0: Yes, it's like, it's like having to go in bit by bit as opposed to just having it splash all over. You want it to just get over <laughs> you and now there's no going back. But the fact that he never gets to fully commit would be you have one foot in, one foot out the whole time. You're always aware of how gross it is because there's a part of your body that isn't gross and that would be fucking terrifying. The, the, the funniest part to me is when they're bringing him back down <laughs> it, like that seems like when it really fucks you up yeah. Like, yeah it's so slow and it's oh. just on that tilt back down and that's and then you just hear i can't remember what he says but you hear him make a remark or something along those lines yeah. and it seemed like that's when he got the worst of it when he thought it was over and he's getting yes, brought and it back comes down back. And that part just absolutely killed yeah. me it's it's yeah because then it goes the, down think, your pants too at that
1: point like first it <laughs> back oh, and now it's got to go everything. the other way
0: Uh, this is though like, like inside the porta potty is, is I think the biggest example of how far Johnny Knoxville's come. This is a very quiet prank. He's not saying anything. And part of it is probably because they were told, keep your fucking mouth shut. If poo gets in there, you could die or something like that. Like dysentery is a real thing. This is not the Oregon trail. You could still die of dysentery but I think that he learns how to talk his way through pranks in a way that he did not have in this one. So when there's that 30 seconds, you're just fixated on the shit. And that's kind of gross as opposed to him being funny while
1: it's happening. Yeah.
0: Uh, do you guys want to go in and give this one a quick uh, uh, rating out of 10, or do you have more, more you guys uh, want to talk let's about? Talk,
1: let's talk briefly before we rate it about the car wash shower, because that's oh, sure. that's beautiful too. Uh, I guess they must have just done this out out near a car wash, because it's conveniently right there, and, and they got the jets going and everything, and it's just like a naked Knoxville, and they're fucking scrubbing away, and that's yeah. where you get the famous line, hey, come do my back, or yeah, I, I just thought that was such a funny way, like, you could have just taken a shower, but no, we're going to go in a fucking car wash, like, I no. gotta get we all of a, this off i need to like an
0: industrial claim yeah, yeah exactly exactly
1: <laughs> well done nice touch to end the episode for sure <laughs> and uh i loved it i don't think i've started this off yet i'll jump in with a rating um yeah why don't you give it a shot it's gonna rate higher for me um again there's a more extreme version of this i think there's kind of you know it's funny there's a trend with that in jackass where they have something that was gold they, they think okay how can we like ramp this up and do it again but better and i love that yeah i'm gonna rate this high at an eight near and dear to the heart <laughs> ridiculous but uh props to Phil for taking the poo he took it like a champ
0: <laughs> props to knox it's near and dear to the shart i like it i hear you uh i'm not coming in quite as high on this one i i think the idea was there but the execution was just lacking in terms of what we've come to know from jackass this one for me is a seven out of ten i'm actually going right in between you guys um where you belong Um, What what really pushes it over is, number one, the fact that this leads to that constant thing of chasing after the cameraman and the other crew, which I just love when you see the origin stories of these things that become so commonplace. Definitely, yeah. And just that backslide and just how disturbing that seems. So, those are the two things that really push it over the edge for me. So, I'm going seven and a half. Nice. Are we allowed to do half scores? Sure, oh, yeah. Totally, probably, I don't really care anyway. I've, I've been doing, doing it this it. whole time.
1: Oh, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> do a fraction, do a decimal. I don't fucking care, man. It's just for seven fun. and three eighths. Thank you. Out of I'll ten. I'll take it. It's
0: beautiful. <laughs> it was disgusting. It was horrible. Dude, it went slowly down my back. I was to see a wash in a sea of poo. <laughs>
1: That's the end of the episode. The credits roll, and that pretty much takes us to the end of this episode. Thank you for joining us here uh i think we should probably go out with some plugs and uh mikey why don't you start it off because i know you've got a lot that you can send people to
0: i do i have a few things on the go uh sad styles productions is a part of the uh, is the podcast uh network that i'm a uh, uh, part of i co-produce with him uh, a gentleman named andrew bascom our second most popular podcast would be the retrograde you can follow us at retrograde pod we talk uh about retro video games take a look back at what they meant to us as kids then rate and review them in the modern day we've got another sports memorabilia podcast starting up and this one uh follow uh, me at retrograde mikey on twitter that's where all you'll get all the updates and posts uh that that you uh could possibly want from me definitely and uh chris you
1: want an, anything you want to plug or throw out there nah man i'm just here to talk jackass <laughs> <laughs> plug and love maybe it,
0: eventually man. but for the time being i'm just having a good old time with the boys the boys and jay ah. jay what about you do you need someone to ask you yeah you oh. can't just offer it on your
1: own what 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 are you plugging for us yeah these days? i'm like the ugly girl with braces on the corner at the school dance you know <laughs> Thanks, the one Mikey. that i always had my eyes on yeah. because no one else would look at me it's all right i know you're gonna pants me after we dance but i'm okay with it. I'll, take it. I'll take it uh never pants a girl that's terrible come on no have that's terrible oh i have, have stories
0: about that yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, fresh to the Twitterverse, uh, you can find me there at jpdub, that's J-A-Y-P-D-U-B. Remember to follow us on Twitter at JackassPod and Instagram at JackassPod as well. And stay tuned, we're going to be releasing episodes every single week on Thursday. Coming up next, of course, episode two of season one. And that is it for us at the Jackass. Bye, I'm Jason Wellwood. Bye, this is Chris Aaronworth.
0: Bye, I'm Mikey Aaronworth. And this has been Jackass.
1: sound audio production.